Today on the World Triathlon Podcast, we speak to Portugal's Vasco Velasa. Vasco is fresh from the exertions of a tough Carlo Vivari World Cup, where he followed up Hamburg World Championship silver with another brilliant performance to again finish just one spot behind Vincent Luis. So welcome to the podcast, Vasco. And how are you feeling after yesterday's race? Hello. Thanks so much for the invite. Uh, I'm still pretty so, uh, sore from, from the race. Uh, I'd say Carlo Vivari is the, is the toughest course I've ever raced. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's, it's an Olympic distance, which always makes it even harder. So very sore. And I think it's going to take a, the whole week for me to recover, but definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> I, I saw in your interview with Tommy, you said that you had three days of muscle pain after Hamburg. So you must be hurting a lot right now. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, <laughs> uh, after Hamburg, I, I was very, very sore as well. And uh, usually after a sprint, sprint distance, I have one day where I'm, uh, yeah, I'm f- feeling a bit off, but then I come back pretty fast. But uh, I guess when you're racing at, at, that, at that speed uh, with those guys, <laughs> it takes much more out of your body. And now with the Olympic distance, I... In the end, like after the race yesterday, my, my legs were to- totally cramping. I, I could barely stand up after the race. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, not surprised. So it was your third standard or, or Olympic distance race. Um, yeah. When was your last one? Lausanne, right? Yeah, last year. So one year ago was my... my no, this was my second one. So yeah my, my, yeah, my last one was one year ago. Okay. Um, well... It's great. Apart from the fact you might cramp up at any moment, it's brilliant to be able to. It's brilliant to be able to talk to you while it's all still so fresh. Um, from a viewer's point of view, yeah, it looked like an incredible course. Um, is it? So you would say it's one of the toughest that you've raced on. For sure. Uh, I mean, uh, the bike is the most technical and most hilly course I've ever done. So before this one, Lausanne, so the world champs last year were actually like the toughest course for me. But this year, Carlo Vivari was, I mean, it's equally, I mean, the, the hills are much harder, I would say, and there are many of them. And then it's so technical all the way. So you got to focus for the whole 40K. There is no, no moment of relaxing through the whole course. Well, as we saw, what did you know of the coming together with Kenji Nena and Mark DeVay there in the tunnel? I mean, that was obviously right at the end of the bike ride. Uh, It was perhaps just like a moment where there there was like that that concentration that had to be maintained the whole time, maybe slipped. Were you aware of what was happening? Uh, I I definitely heard it. I didn't see anything. Luckily, I was just in the front of the pack at the moment. Mm. Uh, but it, I, I was I was very afraid that that was going to happen. Uh, we were a small group, so it's easier to get away from crashes because when you're a big group in the technical parts, it's very easy for front wheels to touch back wheels. But the problem is that when you're racing in such a tough course and uh, it's an Olympic distance, so the bike is going to take one hour after yeah after I would say after 30 k's, you're very tired and it's hard to keep being focused and then you also you kind of have the feeling that you already have done the all the all the corners so many times that you can relax a little bit you know how to do them yeah and towards the end of the of the bike there's also everyone wants to go to the front to start running first and every everyone wants to take one last sip of the water bottle everyone wants to take the shoes off so there's so many moments of distraction when it's very important to still be focused and yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, there was there was a crash. I, I heard it. Uh, 
just in the moment you feel things going a bit slow motion, just hear the first the first bike crashing and slowly feel you, you can hear the other bikes crashing behind and uh, yeah, and the people the, <laughs> screaming. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a definitely a bad moment, but luckily I wasn't there. Yeah, quite. The speed bumps at the start of that climb out of transition looked like an absolute killer just as you're trying to build up momentum to get up that hill. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, before the race, I, I was kind of making, making fun of, uh, of it because the, the whole bike course, it's so hard uh, with the, all the hills and everything. And then the only, the only straight part you have, there's either a tunnel when it's very dark or it's cobblestones <laughs> and then right after that you got the biggest hill with like 20% incline but just because that, that was not really enough you got two 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 bumps just before that to, to slow you down a little bit and mm. <laughs> to make the crashes a little bit easier to to happen but yeah it definitely made it harder and I, but at the same time more technical and I, I like it I like the course to be technical really uh, it really shows who the the good riders are and who the best athletes are out of the three disciplines yeah true and presumably the feeling when you've done it for the seventh and last time was uh was pretty good yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it took a while uh, one hour of riding that course and yeah it took a while and i was really happy when when it came to the end that, and that i i didn't i didn't have uh, yeah i was not in in, a, in any crash even though i was really close to one but i, I was happy i got through it without any problems which was was the first climb the worst, the last climb, or were they all fairly appalling? <laughs> Progressively worse. <laughs> <laughs> so in the beginning, I felt, oh, it's not that bad. Uh, after the first lap and second lap, okay, now it's start, starting to hurt a little bit. And then, yeah, towards the fifth, sixth lap, then I, I was getting very tired. Uh, and the, the other guys were pushing very hard on the hill as well. So uh, that's when I started, like, to, to have my... In, in the back of my head, okay, am I going to be able to run after this? Like, uh, my legs are getting pretty heavy at the moment. But, yeah, I, I just went for it. Uh, I don't like to think too much during the race, just to do the best as I can in the moment. And obviously, Hamburg, um, equally successful achievement and, and brilliant race. They're also, you know, some might think it a bit demoralizing to have to run behind Van St. Louis twice in two weeks and have that owl tattoo staring back at you um but you hung in both times huh for sure i've actually yeah the, I, i'm kind of getting tired of that owl ta tattoo <laughs> uh it, it's a good tattoo but yeah i'm yeah. kind of tired of it <laughs> uh but but at the same time um i guess as, as an athlete you never it's very hard to be to feel 100% uh, fulfilled, and even more when you're not winning. But at the same time, I'm I'm just I'm so happy to to be in the podium in, in these in these kind of races at, at this level. Uh, it was definitely my my goal when I yeah through the, my yeah all my years of training. It was the goal to get here, but I never thought I, I would do it this early. So yeah, really happy at the same time to be running behind Vincent Lewis Owl. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, his form at the moment is incredible and he is, he's 31, he's hitting the form of his life. So you're 20, so do you, do you expect to have to wait another kind of eight, nine years to hit that sort of consistency? Or do you think that it is possible to build up to that, the, the demands that becoming world champion and the way that the series, you know, makes that, is that possible these days for someone who's kind of under 25? 
Um, I think that's a little bit what I, I kind of proved to most of the young athletes that you don't have to be old to, to be to be racing with the with the best guys. You don't have to be over 25 to to be at a podium at the world championships. Uh, but at the same time, I, each year of the triathlon is one more year of training, it's one more year of experience. And Vincent got so much of it, and he like. He, He's, he's he's done his mistakes, learned from them, and he's improving all the time. So, of course, yeah, it's harder. It's harder it's, with my age. I, I have so many, so much training to catch up with, and so much experience. Like in Olympic experience, uh, I I still have to find my my yeah my my limits. Know how how much the body can take. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say it's possible. It's possible to be here as I am, but it's definitely harder. But I, I guess I will be stronger, and I hope I'll be stronger with every year I, I keep, I keep uh, racing now. Yeah, and the nature of triathlon, I suppose, is that you have to be quite philosophical. Um, do you, do you have, do you feel like you have that? What will be will be in terms of your racing. You know, you you put everything that you can into place to get the result you want, but at the same time isn't always only enough uh yeah for sure that, that's that's the life as an athlete i mean there's just so much you cannot control um you, you do your best you do the best with the tools you have but at the same time it's uh i mean it's a sport where so much can happen that you don't control like in the swim getting hit in the swim getting bad position in the swim uh to uh uh, on the bike, bike crashes and uh, punctures. There's so many small things, so many details. It's so hard to, even the ones you can control, it's hard to keep up with all of them and to make everything perfect. But mm-hmm. even if you make everything perfect, there's bike crashes that you cannot control and there are punctures that you cannot control. Um, so uh, I would say as an athlete, <laughs> the life, it's a very tough life. I would say that's what uh, I look up to the big guy so that that's the that's the thing that the Vince uh, Vince the Brownlee brothers Gomez Mola uh, I mean the the top guys nowadays that, that's a beautiful thing they're doing that's what, what I want to do now it's next next step to to stay on the top so uh, many athletes get there so through the years of triathlon many athletes get to the podiums then they they just touch the the top level but then to stay there with the pressure and Mm-hmm. with uh, things going badly to to keep focused and to to get over it and to to keep training to yeah to stay at the top level that, that's the hard part uh, it's it's so hard and i definitely got a lot to learn but it, yeah i'll try to do my best to even though i i'm sure i'll have my my bumps a, a, along the road now I, I i've had it already as a junior so when i was yeah when i was a junior i was yeah, I was the youth European champion, junior European champion back in 2016, 2017. Uh, and then I wanted, uh, yeah, I really wanted to take the, the gold at the world championships as a junior, but I pushed too hard and I, I had a really bad year with, I was sick and I, I was injured. And then it took me the whole year to recover. And then 2019, I was trying to get back at it and just, yeah trying to put the training back together and only at the end of 2019 I was able to start racing well again and yeah I, I would guess the uh yeah the COVID this year helped me in the way that I could finally yeah have some easy time and I have I had some time to put together a lot of and many 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 of months of months of good training which was 
which is very important for someone at my age because the, yeah who, compared with someone like Vincent and the other guys who are 30 years old we are missing so much training so yeah mm-hmm. uh, months a few months of good training are so important to to be able to to race alongside them how much training do you think you've been able to squeeze into this lockdown period that that would have normally taken you what a couple of seasons at least to to be able to cover the same amount of ground yeah totally yeah exactly it's crazy it never happens and that that's a tough part as a i would say as a coach to to be able to uh, try and keep making us as better and we have to train as much as or not as much as possible but almost as much as possible to to, to keep improving but at the same time we have the races and we have so much to do during the whole year that you cannot just train as much as you want because then you will, will not be able to to perform in the in the race day um so yeah i i definitely uh have have, have that to 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 take in my advantage that I had so many months of good work and uh, yeah I don't think I'll have that much long time again in in many years and I I hope I won't because it means we'll be able to race but it definitely worked uh, it has an advantage for me to to be able to uh, yeah even though in the beginning I wasn't I was not able to swim but to to be able to work a little bit more in my swimming which was my weakness before. Uh, but both running and biking as well, yeah, definitely needed the training to to step up to to this level. Yeah, I wonder if that is similar similar situation for a lot of the you know juniors and U twenty threes coming through. That this this period of just intense being able to focus on your training, focus on yourself, not having to travel around the world and have the ups and downs of competition, it could elevate an entire sort of generation of of races up to a to a new level and, and see a lot yeah, more of the uh, a lot more of the the so we say less experienced athletes coming through and putting together the kind of results and performances that you have over the last couple of weeks i mean for sure i, I i've already started saying it um uh, uh, i would say stronger lemon uh he's yeah. the same age as me uh, did an amazing work on 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 Carlo Vivari, in Carlo Vivari now as well as Ben Dijkstra and uh, Ricardo Batista, the Portuguese uh, athlete who's uh, the junior world champion from last year. So you're all very young athletes uh, who are just yeah just stepping up very fast after yeah after the lockdown, which means we that we actually needed it and it in some way it works into our advantage. As well as those like excellent talents coming through, it was two pretty intimidating start lists that you lined up with uh the last two weekends um so you're 20 which means you were nine when ali won his first world title uh you were only 12 when van st louis had his first appearance in the olympics um as you were is it i read in your bio your first duathlon experience was when you were six is that right yeah yeah exactly so were you kind of fully immersed in the in the triathlon world back then were you following certain athletes were you able to you know were you watching it on during the olympics on tv and so on um i think 2008 uh were yeah were the first olympics i watched on tv we had uh, vanessa Fernandes, the portuguese athlete the, yeah the, the greatest talent and the, yeah i think she she has all the records on how many world cups she's won in a row and she she was yeah so great and mm. um 
her doings are definitely the motivation were definitely the motivation for me to start doing triathlon and to yeah, get inspired so much and to and to dream with yeah to to dream about one day getting there uh, so yeah when I, I did my first duathlon when I was six and then yeah, at the moment I didn't really understand what life was any, anything about it was just I don't know I don't really remember it but just I don't know having fun in the moment and <laughs> trying to understand what the duathlon was but a few years later I remember 2008 so I was eight years old two years later and the Europeans were in Portugal the yeah yeah European championships yeah where I saw yeah Gomez was there and Vanessa was there and yeah all the big athletes were there and it was the first time I saw a, a big and important race and I I definitely got very inspired by them and that gave, definitely gave me got, gave me a little click to yeah to to keep training and to pursue the dream uh, through my whole childhood. Yeah, so Vanessa obviously did she have a, a big impact on triathlon profile in Portugal as a whole? Was it? already reasonably high i mean you're you're now obviously the first portuguese male to win a, a medal world championship medal so that's quite an achievement <laughs> yeah yeah she, she she she's the person behind me starting triathlon for sure so yeah uh, triathlon got so big in portugal when vanessa was yeah was at her best when she was just winning races back to back uh they yeah they were talking about her on tv and everything i love to 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 bike and to run and at the moment my parents wanted me to learn how to swim and as triathlon was coming up on tv so much we we're like yeah but this seems like the perfect solution and uh yeah and vanessa was everything everyone in the triathlon world talked about and it was great so many years after so i've joined the i joined the, the benfica team which is the the triathlon team we are part of uh and i've yeah many years later I, I got to meet her and to talk with her and i've, I've learned so much from her as well yeah how wh what was the uh what were the circumstances of the meeting uh so uh she, she's been she's been part of benfica benfica is a football club in portugal and yeah. they have uh, they have an olympic team so they they're helping the best olympic or the best athletes in portugal to to pursue the olympic dream Vanessa is one of them, of course. She one of the biggest athletes in, in Portugal, and yeah, one of the best athletes ever, I would say. Uh, we we met at the Europeans, uh, I think, for the first time uh, at the Europeans in uh, uh, in Kitzbühel. So it was 2017. I met her for the first time. She went there. She was trying to. She was doing a, a comeback. So she she was doing some triathlon races again. But her biggest goal was, as she said at the moment, that I want to be here to help you younger guys uh, just, yeah, just develop and help you uh, make the better out of your races and to, to make my experience, to, like, to, to give you my experience. And I definitely got to talk a lot, a lot with her and uh, she, she's the nicest and yeah, uh, which was a lovely moment for me. Well, I'm sure she was very proud of uh of your racing the last couple of weeks as well did was there any particular piece of advice that she might have given you that that you've held close or that i remember at the moment uh no but for me the just just to be able to to, to talk with her to to understand that she's a human being just like anyone else to it kind of brings you down to the world that okay i'm a human being just like you and if i just work as good as you do if i just 
uh, have the yeah just learn from your experience I, I might just get there as well and that, that's the I'd say that's what, what you gave me that puts it so much more in reach when you meet someone and think and, and appreciate the fact that they are just kind of regular people who have done amazing things <laughs> yeah you kind of forget that they're just people uh, just like all the athletes racing WTS or through all throughout my childhood I've been watching uh, I don't know Alistair Johnny Gomez Mola uh, Vince, uh, Vanessa, they, they were on TV. I only watched them on TV and they were the big stars. And after a while, just you get a feeling that they're, you know, they're the champions and they, they're, not, they're not just really like you. They, they're so much better. They're, yeah, they're the stars. And it brings you down to the world when you get to meet them when now I get to race against them to understand, okay, these are actually regular people who are here doing their job. And yeah, they're very good at their job, but they're still people. And I guess if... If anyone does, does has a good job as they do, they'll get there as well. So you mentioned the uh, taking up swimming as well, and uh, I just wanted to, for a comparison, uh, at last year's Bagnoles World Cup, also a sprint distance, you came out of the water forty seconds behind Vincent Luis. In Hamburg, it was four seconds. Uh, he has also clearly been working on his swim because he was flying through the the water there. So what? What have you been working on specifically with that swim uh, to, you know, to close down that gap and to be in that first pack and, and to set up those, those last two races so well? What's, what's been the secret? Uh, the secret. Uh, it's hard to say if it's a secret. It's, a, it's just a, so many caves on, on, the, on the pool, just back and forth, back and forth every day for, I would say, so many years. I... I I firstly, I was, I was even, I was very bad at swimming in, in, in my, in the beginning of my junior career. So when I was just a, a youth, my swimming was very bad. And then I, I was training with a coach who, yeah, helped me a lot and improved my swimming inside the junior level. But then when I was trying to step up into the elite level, I didn't really get, um, I, yeah, I, I was not really there. So, uh, like, like you said in Banyoles, I was so far back out, out of the water. Uh, and last year I changed, uh, I changed coach, I changed city. So I, I went, I'm actually living in another city here in, in Sweden and I'm, I'm training with, uh, uh, Anders Holmer. So the, an Olympic, Olympic medalist swimmer from, yeah, back in his days, many years ago, who's got so much experience as well. And yeah, motivates me with, with his speeches. And when he talks about everything that he went through and at the same time, he's an amazing coach who just. It just likes to get the job done, so we don't we don't work a lot with details. So it's not a lot of technical work. We just 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 do the case in session after session. Um, yeah, so many hours in in the water. Uh, yeah, I think that just did it after after many months of of doing it <laughs> regularly. It, it paid off the, at the end. It's so many k's in the bank. It's so many hours in the swimming pool. So many strokes that. Yeah, when when you do it so well for through so many through such a long time, it, yeah, it pays off in the end. It it starts to start to make a difference when it's race day. Yeah, and then when you're coming out of the water and and so obviously in touch with the kind of pre-race favorites or I suppose the people you would expect to be at the front, um, then psychologically that boost for the rest of your race must be enormous as well. Uh, yeah. So before my 
my races were pretty much just try to get through the swim. Just uh, I just wanted to get out of the water to to start my race because I was so far back that I I felt like I, I was stuck in the swim. Uh, I couldn't really do what I wanted. I could, yeah, I was stuck just trying to hang on to someone's feet. And uh, now, now I get out of the water just just behind the yeah just behind the star just behind Dean's just behind the best swimmers. Uh, and my my bike was very strong because I, I needed a good bike to catch up with the, always to try to catch up the the main group or or the first group. Mm. And that at this time now I can use my my good biking to keep up with the with the front group to help the front group get away from the main pack, mm. which makes such a big difference uh, because now I'm working in my favor. The, the extra watts I put in on the bike pay off because then I don't have to run as fast. Or if I don't have, if I don't put in as much watts, then I have more en energy on the run instead of just being trying to catch up with it, what I lost. Yeah, it definitely got the, <clears throat> got the impression in the post-race interviews that all, all three of you on the podium in Carlo Vivari were very happy with the way the six of you had worked and, and shared the, the load on that bike. Yeah, totally. We worked so well throughout the whole bike. So everyone was really focused on trying to 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 open a gap to the main pack. So in the beginning, main, main, I think we're not we were not gaining that much. I haven't seen the race yet, but it felt like we were not gaining that much until the fourth lap or something. Mm -hmm. But we were working very very hard and taking turns like I've never done before in a group. So everyone focused and no one was trying to rest. And how was it in? How did that compare to Hamburg? Obviously, the course itself is a lot flatter, but in terms of that, that lead group, was it again a case of you having to bridge up really hard over the first few K? Uh, yeah, in Hamburg, uh, Hamburg was, was very tough on the, on the beginning of the bike. So uh, just like this time, but uh, uh, this race was opening with a hill and I, I caught up with the, with the front back faster than in Hamburg. But in Hamburg, it took me, I think it took me almost 5K to to really get into the first pack. So I was, as you said, like four seconds behind Vince, but then I was four seconds behind them on the bike. So behind the front group, just pushing by myself. And then I, I just caught up with them in a corner, but then I was so tired that when they accelerate after the corner, I just lose those four seconds again. So it took me the, those five, five K to catch up with them. And I, I just remember I, I was pushing so hard. I was throwing up on myself, just my, yeah, just my, my stomach was cramping, just really giving it all, giving it all out because my only thought was now I've worked so hard on the swim. I've def, I finally made it to, to the front pack. I cannot miss my chance now. I, I gotta make it to the front pack. I, I cannot make these four seconds just destroy all the hard work I've put in, I've put in on the swim. Yeah. You've not, been sick on your lap just to then fall back again <laughs> you're like, right, i've reached a low now and i'm gonna push right through it was you and leo battling for silver on the run after vincent pulled away it looked like leo thought he had dropped you i guess with about 300 meters to go did you see him he gave a look back and then when he turned back and like the camera caught his face again it looked like he was a bit surprised to see you still <laughs> close to him. Did you, did you catch that moment yourself? Did you feel like psychologically that was, uh, that was a, a turning point? Uh, I actually, I dropped a little bit. So it's, yeah, a very small, very small gap on the, after the last turn. So when I think it was like one and a half K left, um, Vince, Vince accelerated to, yeah, to try and to get away from us. 
and I I just I didn't have that extra energy. I I, I was going as fast as I could, and when he accelerates, that, yeah, that's it for me. I just wanted to try and lose as much to him as possible, not for the guys in the back not to catch up with me. But just a few hundred meters later, uh, Liu just drops from him as well. And at that moment, I understand. Okay, Liu cannot hang up, can cannot hang on to that uh, pace either. So now, now I'm gonna try and catch up with him. But as we both were going at the same speed, it yeah, it took a while to get. It, it was not. It was a very small gap. But it, I don't know, ten meters. But it, it's still ten meters, and I was not catching up until the last. I think it was only the last like 150 meters, maybe 200 mm. meters. That I yeah, I just I just think okay. This is it. I either, I either, yeah, I either go for it now, and hopefully I'll not cramp up before the finish, or I'll get the third place. And I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I just wanted to fight for. I wanted to fight for another, for a better medal. I, I was very happy for the podium, but I, I just said to myself, no, I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. This is. This is a very good result, but if I can do better, I must do better. So yeah, let's go for it. I miss the crowds a little bit, so the cheering, uh, yeah. just the noise, just hearing the noise gives you, gives you, I don't know, a special feeling. But uh, I, I think I didn't, I did not need that. The, I did not need, I did not need that in Hamburg because I don't know. It, I, I was just mind blown, anyways, and totally in my in my bubble. Very happy with what had just happened. Yeah, and then the mixed relay the day after. Uh, it was a, it was a tough race. The, the Portuguese team's got great potential, right? I mean, how how do you see the future of that event for for your team? We we want to, and our goal is to qualify for the for the Olympics as a team. Uh, in the team relay so our goal and our only opportunity now is uh, next year in the there will be one one last qualification race where we have our last chance to qualify uh, it did not go that well in Hamburg we we did our mistakes and unfortunately we we got left or I got left in the in the last yeah I was in the last person and just by when I was gonna to get into the bike course I got left mm-hmm but we all i think we all want to get get into the olympics as a team relay and we have been going through what mistakes we've done before and uh, our team is not that bad to get to get left so yeah i hope i hope we'll be able to do better next year no i should have given you some advance warning of this question i guess but um we've we've been talking to claire michelle about uh, the belgian hammers mixed relay team uh, a few weeks ago and Katie Zafares USA she came up with or Tommy came up with the 4 of July for their team name uh, Justus Nischlag was contemplating Das Team for the German name so I wondered if you guys had had any discussions already or if you had any ideas for the nickname for the Portuguese team uh on the spot. <laughs> that, that, that's a really good question. Uh, we haven't talked about that yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wondered about uh, Forza being obviously like for the number four, four in a mixed relay, and Forza, how does that actually translate? Does it mean like strength or power or something? Both, both. So right. Strength. Okay, yeah, that would be a good one. Forza? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was about all I could. <laughs> <laughs> Come up with, uh, and yeah, that's a good one. I mean, strength, power, 
yeah were, were you talking about the play like fourth place or four no 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 like no, no. or as in this four of you in the team oh okay and i get it I get yeah it. yeah uh yeah i mean okay we'll, we'll talk about it we'll definitely <laughs> talk about it now <laughs> just you know something that i think uh I, in the lead up to it to its uh olympic debut i think it would be pretty cool if we can come up with some some good names for all the team so we're just starting a little a little campaign on a podcast to try and uh, okay next try and bank next some we, next time we talk about it uh, we'll discuss that <laughs> all right I'll, I'll come back to you with, with an answer excellent um so just to to close out you uh hinted about um the fact that you're you're living in sweden now so yeah just if you could give us a little background to that i don't know how many of our listeners would would appreciate that yeah post uh post carla vivari you were heading back to sweden not portugal and you've lived there for many years yeah so yeah i don't know how many how many people know this but i yeah i haven't been living in portugal for many years and my training has been done in sweden for the last yeah for the last seven years i've been living here for seven years i speak swedish (laughs) Yeah, and my yeah, my English is also kind of, kind of also comes from from living in Sweden. Um, even though now I mostly speak Swedish, in the beginning I had to learn English to to move here and to to just to to buy the food and to to get by here. Right. Um, but so yes, seven years ago my parents moved here and I I moved with them at the time uh, as I was thirteen years old. But triathlon is not a very big sport in Sweden, uh, at least ITU triathlon. So, yeah, what they call short distance. So uh, the culture here is to be a Viking. So and Vikings do Ironmans because <laughs> they got to show that they're the strongest people ever. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, what I wanted to do didn't really exist here. So I actually moved out from my parents' house at 15 and went to live with another triathlete in a city 200k from here right uh and we joined a, a small group with the best juniors in in sweden so it's it's what they call here the triathlon high school it's a normal high school where the best triathletes in sweden uh, every year so every year the the two like the youngest guys who are starting high school the two best swedish triathletes who are starting high school get chosen to to train and to and to study there and I, I got the chance to join them, which was very good. So I joined, the, yeah, the the best group I, I could have joined here in Sweden. Um, my coach, yeah, the coach that works there and who who is still my coach today, is is a an old an old uh, an old pro triathlete as well, uh, an Olympian as well. So another another great another great idol who has so much experience and so much to share has. And at the same time, he's trying to reach out to the to the best uh, to the best coaches nowadays to to learn more to to help help guide us. Triathlon school is a concept. Sounds like the kind of thing that uh, I should imagine quite a lot of people would uh, would like to. Yeah, uh, it should exist in more countries. Yeah. We don't we don't have it in Portugal at least, and it works so fine. So, man, the coach is almost has a yeah. The coach is a, a teacher at the school, but the. Yeah. His work as a teacher is to be our coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, our our school schedule is made so that we can train uh, swim in the morning, and we have easier when we have exams or something, and we are racing out like yeah internationally or we are at training camps. So 
Oh, yeah, the so like flexibility. Yes, yeah, exactly. So all the t-shirts now that we are part of the triathlon squad, the triathlon team, so they are, yeah, they are especially careful with us and they understand that we might be a little bit more tired in the first lesson of the day because we had just been swimming and it, it works so well. There's so much respect between the, the athletes and the teachers in, like, in the whole high school as well as respect them for uh, the, the coaches because, yeah, that we get the results and the whole school gets, gets re- rewarded with the good results that we get. Wow. So which, how, when were you there? From, from the age of? 15 till I was, uh, so I finished high school when I was 18. Then I stayed one more year there. Uh, so, yeah, to th- yeah from, from 15 to 19, I stayed one more year after I finished high school because I did not really know what... <laughs> Well, what was my next step? Now I'm now now I moved to a city that is 50k from there. I'm I've joined the university groups. So I'm studying computer science now. Right. Um, and I have a, a small group with so I, there were, it was me and two more athletes from from the high school that moved to the university and we we're training together there as the, a very small triathlon team, but it works very well. And then we we joined the, the swimming team with Anders Holmes to to do our swimming practice. Right. Is that did uh, Gabriel Sandor? He's he's a little he's a bit older yeah. than you, isn't he? But was he at the same? Exactly, exactly. So I, I actually I got to train with with him many years ago when I when I moved there when I moved to to the triathlon high school. He was he was in the last year and I was in the up, first yeah. year. But he was such a good he was such a good like um, <clears throat> like uh, someone to to look up to. So. He, he was training so well. He did very well in school, and he was such a nice guy. And yeah, uh, definitely helped me to to have him there because he was having very good international results, and it showed me that okay, uh, training here I can actually get to 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 race internationally and to to have good results internationally. Mm. Uh, and he's actually in this. He's actually studying now at the university I'm studying at. So we we do train together sometimes, even though we do not have the same same coach. So he's training with the Norwegian. Norwegian team with uh, Oriel has the main coach has the head coach of the of their team yeah. but we do we do our swim practices together and go for bike rides together sometimes because yeah we're still good friends and yeah we both both liked really like the this life of of main traffic I'd say everything works very 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 good here besides the weather and then uh, by being important like the, I would say what I miss the most is that as, as I'm here in Sweden, I, I, I miss a lot of the attention from the media, so I get away from the media very well, which is good for training uh, in, that, in that way. So it's an advantage because I don't, have, yeah, I don't have as much media to attend to and I don't have so many contacts. But at the same time, I'm losing opportunities of sponsorships maybe. Mm. Um, so I would say yeah. this. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it, yes. Yeah, it got, yeah, it's, it's yeah. I, I don't know what what would be best, but yeah. Uh, but at the same time, what I what I really like is that uh, when I'm in Portugal, I, I love the attention. The attention I love the you know um, now that I got even better results, the the people know who I am and the triathletes and uh, yeah, triathletes come and talk with me and I don't know, <laughs> just I just get a little bit of my my few my few fame seconds and. Um, I mean that feels so good to be, to be recognized. Actually, when when you put in so much work to get recognized, feels so good 
<laughs> but and that that doesn't happen here in Sweden. So uh, as I'm Portuguese, all the news that come out about my results are in Portugal. Yeah. So when I come back here, I'm just a normal normal person, which is at the same time I like because it it just takes me down takes me down to to earth again and just keeps me doing my job without thinking that my that I'm more than I am just just another athlete working. Yeah. But maybe after your next WTS podium, you can fly back to Portugal before moving on to Stockholm. You could do like a, <laughs> a stop off in Lisbon, just, uh, you know. Sure. I, I'm, going, reaction. I'm, going, I'm going there pretty soon now, actually. So, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Nice. My, so, next race, my next race would be in the Mediterranean Games in, in Lisbon. And then we have Quartaira in November as well. So I'm going to head back to Portugal now. and enjoy the, the few months of summer that, that they have now in October and November. Great. Great. So, uh, so that's November. And between now and then, are you straight back into training? Are you going to award yourself with a bit of time off? Uh, that's a good question. So it, so much has happened now or our, my plans have changed so much. We were not expecting these results this soon. So, now I gotta. I've just got back, and I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna meet up with my coach and try to. Yeah, make the new. Make the new plan. Try to understand what. What are the new goals? Now that we've reached. We've reached our. Our. Our main goals. What are we gonna do next? What are we gonna focus on? And understand like. Okay, those are the. Yeah. The long. What is it called? The like the long. The goals okay. far away. And then, yeah. okay, now what are we going to do in, okay, this year, well, what are the next races? When are we going to rest to get ready for next year? Uh, but probably I'll be doing these two races this year. So the Mediterranean Games, uh, which are in the same weekend as the, the team relay or the club team relay champion, European Championships. And it's in the same city. So I'm going to do both uh, now in October. I'll be racing for Benfica. So we race by by our teams then yeah and then i'll be doing the european cup in quartera and then i think that will be it for this year and then I'll, I'll i'll rest there in in november and try to to come back in december to to hopefully join the, the world triathlon series in in 2000 in uh, yeah, 2021 or 2021 yeah seems a long way off still but i suppose it'll come around pretty quickly yeah <laughs> it always does yeah, always yeah. Does. true well, enjoy that uh, that lovely feeling of success. I'm sure the smile has probably barely left your face, and uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. let you get back to uh, dealing with your muscle cramps and so on. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks so much. But well, uh, thanks so much for the invite to to be here and talking with you in the in the podcast. Great to catch up with you. Uh, congratulations again, and uh, yeah, thanks a lot for your time. Take care. Thanks. Yeah, bye. Thanks to Vasco Velasa for taking the time from his race recovery to come on the podcast this week. Don't forget that you can watch back all of the action from the Hamburg World Championships and the Carla Vivari World Cup on triathlonlife.tv. Thanks for listening. <laughs>